Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co-author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. Welcome to Wealth Matters, episode number 47. Today I'm chatting with my good friend Eli Wall. Eli began his journey in real estate in 2013 by investing in single-family rentals in Fort Worth, Texas. His drive to scale his business and build his family's wealth catalyzed his transition into multifamily real estate where he is currently invested in over 460 units. To help others build wealth and grow professionally, Eli co-authored a book with other high achievers detailing his purpose and passion, which became an Amazon bestseller. Eli is an IT project manager in the U.S. Air Force, and I respect for his service, where he has proudly served his country for over 17 years, guiding military and civilian teams to implement technical solutions, including data management, system installation, systems troubleshooting, strategic planning, and budgeting. Welcome, Eli, to Wealth Matters Podcast. How are you, buddy? I am good, Alpesh. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Now, first and foremost, thank you for your service. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Absolutely. So this is where I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself so you can you know, tell my listeners about what you do um, or you know, what's your day job. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, thanks for having me. My name is Eli. I've been, I work IT for the Air Force, and I've been in the military for about 17 years. Wow. I've, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> wife and I, we started uh, buying real estate probably about four or five years ago. We started buying the small family rentals. You know, we kind of fix them up and rent them out. And we got to a couple of them. And like most people in this industry, you know, they kind of step back after a while. You know, so we kind of looked back at ourselves. Like, okay, well, in order to meet our goals, you know, we need like a ton of these things, like right. 40 or 60 <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah. So we started kind of figuring out like the best way to scale was through apartments, you know. Yeah. So we started kind of networking with people and diving into our education. Um, very very in-depth. And about two years ago, we met our, our current partners now, Mark and Timiel Kenny of Think Multifamily. Yep. And uh, I know Mark and well, Timiel. I, I just met them about a couple of weeks ago as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You at the fire summit, right? Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yes. So um, we, yeah, go ahead. L- 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 sorry to interrupt, but let me, so you have been in uh, military for 17 years and when did you realize that you need to start investing? Real estate or something else, but what, what, what happened? What was the mm-hmm. catalyst? Yeah, so I think most people that I work with, you know, that they're in the military or government in general, you know, like we all kind of focus on working for the government and, you know, for, you know, 20 plus years and getting our, our retirement benefits. And that's okay, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but for me, me personally, like that never really set, set right with me. You know, I, I've always been kind of goal-oriented and I've always wanted to, you know, have more wealth, have more opportunities, kind of have more of a legacy, give back more. And so um, I think just, you know, it, it kind of started off kind of slow, you know, for me, like over years as I kind of just right. learned more about what 
what wealth was, um, you know, what, what true legacy was, then that kind of got me pushed into figuring out, okay, real estate is like the best way to do this. Um, and, and I'm truly passionate about, you know, doing this. So that kind of, even though it was over time, I never really like let it go. That's, that's, that's great. And so you said 17 years, so where do you deployed outside US or where, where do you deployed on during those 17 years? Well, I've been, I've been all over the world, a lot to Asia, um, oh, wow. all the States, you know, I've been to uh, Alaska, North Carolina, Georgia, California, Thailand, um, and then Korea and also wow. the Middle East too. That's crazy. So, um, I know you said that you started uh, doing single family rehab and this, uh, you, when you started, were you out of state or out of country? How, how did you start and how did you manage? So we were in the States when we were doing that. So about four or five years ago, when we started doing that. We were, I was here. And so it was kind of working like two, two jobs pretty much. Yeah, and then, course. yeah. And a couple of years ago, I met our, our partners and like right, right after I met them, that's when I deployed to Kuwait. Oh, wow. And so okay. while I was over there, uh, I worked with them a lot while I was over there. And then when I came back after six months, at the end of 2017 is when I started hunting down deals. And then we started, started buying from the end of 2017 on until now. Okay. Yeah. So you, you said that when you were, uh, you were deployed in Kuwait, you were still working with mark or your partners right how were yeah. you able to fit in your training and investing while you had deployed overseas yeah it uh, it wasn't easy for sure <laughs> <laughs> um, especially since you're kind of on opposite schedules too so that kind of added That's extra that. dynamic in there it's pretty much other side of the <laughs> world right so it's almost 11 12 hours difference it is <laughs> it is and so you know i i wish i could kind of give you guys like a um you know, a special trick to help you balance your time better or, or whatever. But I think, I think what kind of helped me out to do that was just the fact that, um, for one, you got to stay passionate, committed. Right. And then because, um, you know, if you, if you, if you really aren't passionate or you don't have a strong why, then, you know, when you have to give up something, right. Like right. an hour of sleep or yes. a weekend of beer drinking or whatever, then, then you probably won't end up doing it in the long run. So right. I think being committed is mindset's number one. And number two is just uh, being able to balance your, your schedule effectively, you know, and this, right. is, this is something that I still struggle with today. Oh, yes. Is trying, yes. To, trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, what's the, you know, staying true to my, my morning routine and staying intentional with my schedule and really ask myself every day, is what I'm working on right now really helping me accomplish my goals? And if, and if they're really not, then I probably could be doing it. But, right. you know, and, make sure you have a good, a good schedule. Yeah, and you, you brought up a great point, And that's the problem with not you or I, but almost everyone procrastination. And our attention spans are reducing like crazy. I was listening to another podcast and they said that as of now, right now, our attention spans are about between... 30 seconds to eight minutes. That's about it. If you, if you take like, some, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause, cause, cause we are so tied to social media news, uh, all, all of that, that it's, it's very hard for someone to oh, yeah. focus. Yeah. But it, it's the key if you, when you are motivated or, and 
you really want to get to something, then you are going to focus on it, right? But but that's a that's a great point, especially when you are deployed, you are working and you are investing as well as you are getting trained in real estate. So how did you, uh, and I think you kind of answered that, but how do you and did you stay motivated while working full time all those years, last four or five years and still investing? Um, did you have, did you set up a routine kind of deal or how, how do you uh, keep that? How do you make sure that you are pushing yourself in the investment world as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think there's, there, there's two parts. Well, there's probably three parts really to that high level, right? Is the first thing that I, I really have to establish is a morning routine, right? And you got to stay, stay true to it. So I don't know, you know, for everybody, if it's going to be working out or meditation or coffee or reading or journaling or whatever it is, right. Or, right. or maybe a combination of like all of those. But I think setting up a morning routine that, that, that best invigorates you and gives you that mental edge in the morning is, is key number one, right? Um, number two, I would say, you know, make sure you have some kind of system of scheduling. And I don't know if it's going to be for you to ha have an actual physical schedule, like a, a calendar where you can write things and, but, you know, make sure that you, that you're able to identify like your, you know, like your goals, your visions, you know, your task for the day, like your big key players and, and all that jazz and, and whatever it takes to, to keep you, you know, focused on that and time blocked off on that schedule to where you can focus, right? So where you have like an hour, hour of just, you know, intense, intense study of, you know, calling investors or analyzing deals or whatever it takes. I'm not getting interrupted by emails or right. phone calls or whatever. So. That's, that's number two. And probably number three is having a strong support network. You know? That's that's so important. I'm glad that you brought that up. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> having that strong support network or accountability partners, that's so much needed, even if you are so focused. Um, and, and just to add a couple of books I can recommend. And even I seriously struggle as of now as well, just with emails. I get tons of emails and as soon as I get the email, mm -hmm. I have habit of responding, right? So I still get yes. sidetracked because I always want to make sure that people think that I'm always on top of the things, but, but that, that yes. does not make sense when you really have to <laughs> take care of certain things, right? When you are working on a tight, tight, tight timeline. So a couple of books I read and uh, great books, Eat That Frog, right? That book uh, talks about uh, you know, eating a frog, it means that your biggest and most important task, taking it on uh, first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you complete that, you will feel empowered. You, you'll feel that you have accomplished something really big. And now you can go on with your day, right? That's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great book. And another one which I uh, highly recommend and I follow personally is Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Uh, so, you know, he talks mm. about setting up your morning routine, which you exactly mentioned, right? Oh, so well, like <laughs> my, yeah, my morning routine is uh, wake up, hit the gym first, right? Get them for me. That's the most important thing. Get it mm -hmm. out of the way. Once I'm done with the gym, I come home, meditate for 15 minutes and now I'm ready to roll. Uh, I feel energized and I'm ready to go. But, but for everyone that could be different. Uh, 
uh, oh, definitely yeah, yeah l- read the book or listen to the book on audible uh, miracle morning and how you can set up your day around that right but uh, no uh, and i'm glad that you mentioned the support network as well so uh, oh, yeah so no uh, it, this is pretty great uh, can you mention the mistakes you have made so far or some oh, of the mistakes geez, you have learned from of course we all make mistakes as i said oh, yeah, i still many. read emails <laughs> all the time <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. oh yeah there's there's a ton um luckily there's no there's no so i, I know well I've, I've been doing this for you know several years and we we have made too many mistakes that have lot that have caused us to lose our shirts at all right so that's, that's good. good but um i would probably say one of my biggest mistakes was not really understand so like you know when you start start buying apartment complexes you have to go out and raise money right so i think probably one of my biggest mistakes that i've made you know early on was not really understanding the uh the impact of building true friendships and rapport with investors right or you know so like i would go out i was kind of under like the mindset of like well if i have a good deal then money will just pour into it no (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that's just not how it works at all. I, right? I learned so, it the hard way too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that that really put me on a quest to really figure out. Okay, well, how do you know? Like, who should I be? I won't say target, you know, but like, who should I be talking to? And you know, like, what kind of demographic and what kind of person? And you know, um, and uh, how how what's like the best tactics? for building you know a true like friendship with them that way you know they know me they trust me they know the deal they they trust the deal the market and the, and, the, and the whole team so probably you know kind of being being a newbie of course you know and and kind of go right. those those mistakes for sure of course as long as we learn from those mistakes we are good you know that's the education right <laughs> yeah it is it is, it is. And, that, and that's the power of partners right so like we're yeah where you might lack in, in one area, you know, you want to find a partner who kind of complements that for you, you know? So say I find out, you know, that I just, uh, I'm not good at raising money or I'm not good at analyzing deals or whatever the case is. Then I want to make sure I find somebody, yes. you know, who I can partner with who does those things very well. Right. So we can both bring value. That that's the key. You always want to, even, even if you know, or you think you are an expert, you always want to find someone with complementary skills to partner you, right? Because oh, extra, yeah. extra set of eyes are better than two eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. I so mean, even, even if, if you, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, even, even if you are an expert, you know, like yeah. there's, there's so many moving parts to this yes. that uh, I couldn't imagine doing it alone, right? So it's, it's good to have a partner there who can, you know, do something as, as easy as, Run to the bank, or 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 right. check on the check on the property, or right. whatever, to, from small tasks to big tasks. Yep. No, I agree. So, how do you? Uh, let me ask you this: uh, How do you analyze a deal and the location? Right. Let's say you a deal came to you. Uh, do you only focus on certain market and location, and how do you uh, take on that particular deal mm-hmm. when you need to analyze it? So. So for the deal itself, we actually, so we get all the financials and we have to analyze them and underwrite them. So we get like the T12, the O&M, the rent rolls and, and anything else that, that we need. And we look at the, at the history and the current operations of it. And then we underwrite according to that, right? And so we're able to take those financials, crunch them down and then kind of put out a pro forma or a projection 
um, of the next you know, up to 10 years, you know, typically five or six years now. Um, so we kind of give investors a good idea of like our, our income, our expenses, and our, our returns that we expect to make. Um, for the markets, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I try to focus only on a couple of key markets. You know, I don't want to be spread out across the, the entire U.S. So that's probably, I mean, we get tons of deals coming in just by looking at right. two or three. So I couldn't imagine doing like 10 or 20 at this point at, at least, but I, they, that's kind of the power of, of once again, partnerships, right? So like our, our partners, Mark and, Mark and Tamil, they, they were already in certain markets. Right. And so it was easier for us to, to kind of come in and they, they already had operations set up and, and, and networks and teams and kind of a proven track record there. So we just kind of looked at what they had and said, okay, well, I, I like this one. I don't like this market. Da, da, da. And then we were able to, to do our own research and kind of figure out, do we like it? Right. And if we did, then we could start there as well. So that made it way easier. Got it. So can you tell us about your best deal and worst deal so far? Yeah. So we've only closed two deals, about 300 plus units. So, um, and they're both going pretty good. So we haven't had, I think they're both pretty good deals, both stabilized or one stabilized and then the other one's getting there for sure. Um, so those are, those are pretty good. We, they're both projected to be 10% returns and all that. Um, and so far they're kind of holding up to that. Um, the worst deal was probably a deal that I did when I first started. Uh, I got into a, I invested passively in a deal and it, <laughs> Yeah, it didn't go very well. Um, I think the deal itself actually still still makes a lot of sense, or it did back then at least. So mechanically, it was a good deal. It had a great a great uh, a great strategy. You know, had had all the strong fundamentals that a good deal could have. The problem with it was one of the partners on the deal acted a little bit unethical. That caused the deal. Oh. To, yeah, that caused the deal to go bad. That's and bad. Then tank. That's bad. Yeah. And yeah. I, ha I have a story that was... like that as well for my oh. passive investment uh, where the oh. deal was sound uh, and everything um, seemed pretty good on paper. But, you know, as soon as they started working on the deal, it was the student housing and they found asbestos mm -hmm. and they had to sue the seller and it just went nowhere now. But the lawsuit, uh, they kept pouring money into it. Right. So in the end. Yeah. Uh, as of now, it's still the deal is lingering, but I'm hoping that I'll at least get my principal back, nothing else. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, uh, those passive, you know, passive deals, again, you always want to make sure what I have learned is that analyze, not only just analyze the deal, but definitely look at the sponsors. That's the key. You want yeah. to make sure that the sponsors have been in this uh, industry for a while. They're very experienced and not just flybys. Starting after 2011, everyone has made money. You know, every, <laughs> every dog could have made money by putting money in real estate all over U.S., right? So yeah. if someone has been in business before 2008, then I would trust that person more than anyone else. And of course, look at their track record overall. Right. But those are, those were some of my lessons learned. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You want to make sure that you, you know, the investors are comfortable with the, the team, the right. market 
and really, really like once they're kind of comfortable with those with those two things, like the deal kind of comes last right. a lot of times. But that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Then that seven percent or eight percent preferred, I keep telling my investors, don't even worry about it. That one percent, they're like, oh, this is only seven percent. The other deal was eight percent. Like, doesn't matter. That one percent is is not gonna break your bank. Look at the you know sponsors. Look at the deal. Uh, instead of looking at the returns, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So let, let's take a break. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Wealth Matters Podcast. The Wealth Matters Podcast. For more info about what we do, check us out at wealthmatters.com. It's wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, matters, M-A-T-R-S, dot com. Welcome back, everyone. I'm chatting with Eli about um, how to stay committed and then invest in multifamily. Uh, he went from, I think, two units to over 400 units in the last four years. So that's amazing. Um, so Eli, um, another question I have is, let's say, you know, now that you know a lot about multifamily investing, uh, of course, you have great partners. Any advice you can give your younger self knowing what you know now, let's say, what would you tell your younger self like 10 years ago even, um, you know, what have you learned from what you have learned so far? Oh yeah, sure. You know, so education is key, right? So I would, yes. I would say, <laughs> I would sit down with a, yeah. a young Eli and say, hey, it's important to be educated, but you know, it's, it, it's equally, if not more important to take action, you know, so, so, so take action, but take, <clears throat> take it, like guided action. So what I mean by that is get educated, take action and find a mentor in a group that you blend well with, right? Because there's nothing, nothing more fruitful than having a mentor in a group where you can, you know, ask questions and bounce off frustrations and have a network of right. professionals there at your disposal. So, or at your disposal, right? So I would say um, do those things. And then on top of that, just be patient. You know, these things, these businesses just take, take a long, long time and just, just be patient and don't, don't rush it and get frustrated too much. Yeah. That's a great advice about patience, which I, I, I'm so impatient, but I agree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And finding a mentor or a group, you know, whose values align with your values, right? Where you said you blend well, but you want to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, it goes both ways, right? So you want to make sure you are able to mm-hmm. uh, bring the same kind of, you know, um, enthusiasm and values to the group uh, and the other way around. But that's awesome. Oh, yeah. So um, any books or tools do you recommend for someone starting out in real estate or someone who wants to move from single family to multifamily? There are, there's, there's tons of books and podcasts right. and, and, and things like that. But I would say, I would say find a, find a mentoring group, right? So if you want to get into like whatever, like for, for apartments, I would say think multifamily. They're, they're, they're an excellent group. They have a proven right. track record and they're always, they're one thing that's you know special about them. Um, so I'm kind of biased because like they've helped me grow so much. Right. But mm-hmm. one thing is that, you know, they're, they're top dog, Mark, Mark Kenny, he's, he's, he's always there for you. Right. So he can help guide you and mentor you and, and then we have a, you know, they, they have a strong network there. So <clears throat> if you have any kind of struggles, you can always kind of rely on other partners in the group, on Mark or on like their network of, you know, lenders and brokers and um, 
and professionals like that. So I would say find a, find a good, a good group like that. Yeah, no, that's, that's again, a, a great point, right? Find a group, you know, uh, if you want to do multifamily, look at, of course, Mark, that is Brad Sumrock, Joe Fairless, Michael Blank, uh, Rod Cliff. There are tons of them out there, right? As well as mm-hmm. same way, if you want to go into not investing or wholesaling even, a- any of those. Find Flips, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So basically because you don't have to reinvent the wheels, right? You don't have exactly. to rebuild or net, uh, it, your team. You know, you will find the team from your network itself, from, from the group. So you can hit the ground running. And, and, uh, and they will al- already tell you about the mistakes they have made. So you, are, you can make sure that you jump through those obstacles, you know, while you're running and not, you know, not fall down, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And make sure, make sure you know, that they, they have a culture and values that, that, that you believe in. Of right? course. So, That's the key, it, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's one thing to, to go out and buy properties. But, you know, when you have to partner with people, you know, you want to make sure that you're in you know, you're in a network that, you know, aligns with like your values for sure. So uh, as I I can tell, and I'm doing the same as you, I work about 50% still in my day job and do podcasts and investments, et cetera. And you are still full time. So how do you cope up with stress, right? How do you make sure? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stress, the one, one, uh, one killer. So, you know, I think part of, um, so, so luckily I'm in the military, so we're kind of paid to work out. So part of our days. Wow. Is that's out. awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If someone so, can do that, I'll be at the gym whole day, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not the whole day, but. No, I'm just kidding. But it's important, yeah. <laughs> but it's important for us to be fit to fight, right? So, yes. so I think, I think staying, staying fit and um, staying consistent with being fit is number one. Like I would probably go crazy. If I couldn't yeah. work out my day, like in your mornings, right? Like you have to oh, go yeah. there. Oh and- yeah, I go crazy. Yeah. Even weekends. Mm-hmm. So I try to do five days a week, but weekends, even I'm still craving for it. I'm like, I, yeah. I want to go work out. <laughs> but yeah, and, and great point. <laughs> I think I think another another thing for me is is meditating. So oh, okay. whenever I've had a when I, I'm under like some <laughs> stress or pressure, if I'm able to pull back for you know no less than five minutes, you know, at least five, five minutes or more, you know, five to about 20 minutes is good for me. But if I'm able to kind of pull back, throw some earbuds on and then pay attention to my breathing, um, that really helps me stay centered and level-headed. Cool. Awesome. And I don't want this podcast to become health related podcast or fitness hack because I love it and I will keep talking (laughs) about it, but I have one question on the meditation. Uh, how did you get started? Did you take a course or did you follow certain apps on the meditation side or uh, it's just natural? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it wasn't natural. Right, it was being, it's I, hard. I still, yeah, it is, man. And I, and I still work on it even now. Like, because uh, even when I focus my breathing, my mind's like everywhere. Exactly. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> but I started several years ago and probably three or four years ago. And I started out with a, an app called Calm. Um, but now I just kind of listen to, I find just videos on YouTube that if I wanted to do meditation for positivity or oh, affirmations okay. or, for, or for energy, depending on, on how I feel or what I'm looking for, then I'll find one on, online. <clears throat> I'll kind of I'll follow that because 
but, but you know, there's nothing wrong with calm, but I think personally, that's the way I kind of fit better. I'm like, well, today I feel like, you know, I need positivity. So I'm gonna look for a 10 minute one on positivity. Yeah. You know, done. That's, so. that's so, so for this podcast, this is my biggest takeaway, right? So I use headspace, right? But again, after mm-hmm. a while, it gets monotonous and you get used to it. So I think this is mm-hmm. a good point. I will look into it as well <laughs> that I can oh, okay. find yeah. certain, you know, videos or other music uh, and which will resonate with me for that particular day. Okay. I'll send you some. <laughs> that would be great. So how can my <laughs> listeners switch out to you, buddy? Okay, so my email is evo2, that's E-V-O, and like the number two, enterprises at gmail.com. So please reach out to me. I'd love to have a, a, a call, coffee, lunch, or whatever with you guys. Absolutely. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much. Yep. Have a great day, man. If you are on the fence about investing, or have any questions about alternative investments, please reach out to me at alpesh at wealthmatters.com. It's A-L-P-E-S-H at W-E-A-L-T-H-M-A-T-R-S.com. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Matters podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing!